0: Welcome to the Uplifting Content Podcast. I'm your host, Ione Butler, and the founder of Uplifting Content. And every Tuesday, I'll share with you conversations with remarkable guests on a wide range of topics. My goal with this podcast is to introduce you to new people, ideas, and techniques that provide value and insight, which I hope you find uplifting. Today, let's talk about body love with Kelly Levesque.
1: It's not about deprivation, it's about enrichment. So learning how to build a plate, learning how to add things to your plate to make yourself really feel full and calm so that you can you know, do all the tasks that you wanna do throughout the day between meals. Mm. Um, so I'm actually less about five to six small meals a day and snacking and more about eating meals that fill you up, calm you down, and fuel you for four to six hours.
0: Hello friends, I hope you're all doing really well. Today's episode is another one of my favorites from our archives. It's about body love with an amazing woman called Kelly Levesque. But not to fear, there will be some new episodes coming up soon. I've got a lot of interviews booked in over the next few weeks, so there'll be lots of new ones. But this time off has been really great. I have spent the last 10 days with friends that were visiting from Europe. And we went on lots of road trips and adventures. And I also have just got back from Lightning in a Bottle, which is a dance, um, music, yoga, art festival uh, two hours outside of LA. So that was incredible. But I've had my fill of fun and it's time to get back to work. I have some very exciting news for you all that I will um, announce once contracts are signed. Um, So stay tuned for that. But um, yeah, like I said, there'll be more fantastic interviews coming soon. So back to this week's episode, my guest is Kelly Levesque, and she's a holistic nutritionist, wellness expert, and celebrity health coach. And her company, Be Well, grew out of Kelly's lifelong passion for health and the science of nutrition and overall wellness. Kelly helps clients improve their health, achieve their goals, and develop sustainable habits to live a healthy and balanced life. And in this episode, I really enjoyed the conversation we had about how she transitioned out of her corporate world into taking the plunge to do what she loves doing now. We also talked about how she made that transition, which for anyone that is looking to sort of go in a new direction, it was really great advice she had to offer. We spoke about her book, Body Love, which was new at the time, but it's been out for a couple of years now. We also spoke about what it looks like to find balance in your meals and something that I really needed to know, which was how to feel more energized throughout the day. I really feel that nutrition and what we eat is so vital to our overall health and well-being. And so this is an episode that really, I think, is a great reminder for everyone. Um, there's so, much, so many tips and things that you can take away from this, um, and I hope it encourages us, us all to eat a bit more healthy. So without further ado, here's this week's episode. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. It's my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, and thank you for the fabulous name. What, like, totally off-topic. Like, is it fr- uh, French, obviously? Do you have French descent?
1: Um, actually, it's my husband's last name. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so my maiden name was Branlyn, and so when we met and fell in love, and I, I was like, I'm absolutely taking your last name. <laughs> <laughs> that- the L's and the E's, it all just oh, like works. works with Kelly. So. It's
0: perfect. You yeah. did that right. So my last name's Butler and I dated a, a guy one time whose last name was King. And I was like, oh, if we got married, I'd go from a Butler to a King. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but we didn't get married. Yeah. Um, but cool. So um, welcome. And we uh, would love for you just to tell us a bit about yourself and what you do, please.
1: Sure. Um, So I am a holistic nutritionist and wellness expert here in Los Angeles. I write for a number of blogs. I see clients. I have a private practice here. Um, My company's name is Be Well by Kelly. I've been doing it for about five years, but doing it full time for two. So it started as my passionate side hustle. And then in September of 2015, I was able to leave my corporate career in cancer and genetics and make a full transition into. Health coaching and consulting in the wellness space. So it was really, it's amazing. I'm like knock on wood over here. I'm. uh, It's been a really positive journey. Um, I just uh, authored my first book. It's called Body Love. It's on shelves now at Barnes and Noble and where all books are sold. Um, It came out on June 27th. So I, you know, I'm really, really excited about what the future holds. Um, I'm always trying to share information about nutrition, um, but specifically the biology of nutrition so people can feel food freedom instead of feeling like they're looking at an eat and do not eat list. Once they understand the science, they can kind of set
0: themselves free exciting I'm excited for you this is fabulous (laughs) Uh, a lot has happened yeah so there's tons of things I want to talk about um but I was just at a retreat in Montreal with some really wonderful humans with with all sorts of skills and talents there is a bunch of amazing nutritionists doctors um coaches all sorts of people and so I would love to just touch on um how you made that transition to corporate and and how you took went from that to then making this your full-time thing
1: sure um So I graduated from university, or we call it college, (laughs) in uh, in 2005, and I had um, almost an eight year career in cancer and genetics. So when I was going to undergrad, um, my parents advised me to you know go into the business side of biology. Don't try to be a registered dietitian; you'll end up working at a hospital. You'll make like not a lot of money, you won't be able to support yourself the way you want to. Living in Los Angeles is really expensive. Um, And you'll work with people that don't care as much and aren't as proactive. They just didn't see it as... Um, a viable career. So I took their advice. I mean, I was young, maybe 18, 19, 20 years old, um, and I went into the business side of of biology. So I worked in cancer and genetics, and every single day, um, my job was to bring new technology to oncologists. So we were looking, we had um, technology that allowed for the doctors to get the feeding pathways of tumors. So instead of an oncologist throwing all chemotherapy agents at a client, they, or a patient, in this this case, they could do targeted treatment. They would know what exactly was feeding that tumor, why it was growing, and use a targeted treatment chemotherapy, which would, you know, take out the toxic side effects of... Mm. um, getting everything all at once, which I was really positive about um, and really loved. But my true love has always been health and nutrition, Um, probably since I was a freshman in high school. Health was my favorite class at USC. Nature of Human Health and Disease was my favorite class and my best grade. Um, So you think that there would have been a light bulb on right there that this – this stuff sticks for me, um, but for some reason, I you know I think I was a little bit scared, you know, being cut off and yeah. knowing that I had to like pay for my own apartment and my car and my gas and my insurance. If parents were like, "Have fun, this is fly, fly, <laughs> fly little bird," so um, so I went I went a little bit more of the safe route. Um, I worked for really big companies, um, Johnson and Johnson, Strike, Whole Logic, and I ended in in personalized medicine. With with Agendia, which was a company out of the Netherlands Cancer Institute, really, really amazing technology. But my job every day was to read PubMed research. So I was reading the studies on um, cancer, but determining whether those studies were, you know, correlation versus causation. Did they have a significant p value? Was it showing a good outcome? And from there, once I learned how to do that, which is not something you learn in school, Mm -hmm. um, I was able to mine or like go into PubMed research and go to the original
0: sources of nutritional research. What PubMed, publicated medication.
1: It's, it's um, public. Yeah. Public medical records. Basically Um, uh, it's PubMed research is really what it is. And you can, if you don't want to look on PubMed, you can also, there's a, there's a Google version called Google scholar. So you can search studies in Google scholar and that'll, you know, then you'll have an understanding. Whenever anyone writes an article, like turmeric is good for you, or mm-hmm. um, it studies show that, for example, a new study just came out showing that two meals a day was is better than six meals a day, and that study was showing that not only do people have lower glucose, lower body fat, lower liver fat, increased insulin sensitivity. I mean, that kind of a thing would come up in an article and then that article would be hyperlinked to the the research article itself. It. So, I was able to kind of get into the research articles themselves and decide for myself what was relevant and what was just kind of hype or, mm-hmm. you know, because people can make a claim, but if the study is bad, it's, you know, yeah. it's not you know it is what it is we can all kind of find a study that supports our claim but is the study good or not is really important Mm -hmm. so um anyways I've always loved this stuff obviously I'm already geeking out about it yeah you love it great um but one of my best friends from college knew that I loved it and was like you need to stop talking about this stuff at parties you need to just go back to school for it and um so that's what I did uh I went back to school at night and started this side hustle called Be Well by Kelly. I was sharing healthy recipes on Instagram. And my whole message is it's not about deprivation. It's about enrichment. So learning how to build a plate, learning how to add things to your plate to make yourself really feel full and calm so that you can you know, do all the tasks that you want to do throughout the day between meals. Mm. Um, So I'm actually less about five to six small meals a day and snacking and more about eating meals that fill you up, calm you down and fuel you for four to six hours. Mm. And so that's about enriching your plate, like, do you have a healthy fat? Do you have a healthy protein? Are there vegetables and fiber on your plate? Because those are the four things that actually elongate your blood sugar curve. So I think my message was a little bit different uh, than most people. And i I mean, I worked with sick, my first six clients for free,
0: mm. just trying
1: to say like, okay, I'm going to put all of this good energy out there and try to help people that need my help. One, you know, one of my clients was a bride getting ready for, ready for her wedding. Mm. Um, my very first client, she lost 30 pounds and has kept it off. But it wasn't about like, again, it wasn't about deprivation. It was about understanding the way that her body digested food and how that affected her hormones and how that affected her hunger and learning to add to her plate and have a little bit of light structure
0: so that she could feel good. And and you were doing this at the time that you still had your corporate job? Oh yeah. So
1: picture me in, in scrubs and then leaving on a lunch break, changing in a coffee bean or Starbucks bathroom into like cute, (laughs) cute clothes and meeting my clients. Um, sitting down with them during my lunch break, hour and hour and a half, they would leave the Starbucks. I would sneak back into the bathroom, put my scrubs back on and <laughs> head, over to the, head over to the OR to see, or to see one of my oncologists um, mm. in clinic. Mm. So it was like that for three years. Um, I was constantly putting out information. I reached out to a number of other blogs. I wasn't just blogging on my own. I was just reaching out to blogs here like Well, you know, well and Good, Chalkboard Magazine, MindBodyGreen, LaurenConrad.com, and just saying, hey, you guys put out health content. I'll write some articles for you for free. I'll keep you up to date on the newest studies. And I was bringing something that a lot of other people weren't bringing, which mm. was study-backed research and a really easy, positive outlook on like how to implement the new science. Mm. Instead of saying, like coconut oil is going to kill you, it's more like, hey – Coconut oil is good for you. We do know that saturated fat can raise cholesterol in certain people with a genetic mutation, but, hey, these are, you know, these are ways to implement it into your life and keep your balance. So mm. that was kind of my, kind of my thing. Um, and then by September of 2015, it was like I, I had so many clients and I didn't have any more time in the day for my corporate job. Mm. And I probably could have left my corporate job a year earlier, but I was too scared. which is pretty normal, I think. Yeah. Um, So, uh, but I finally did. I finally decided to take the leap. And then I had a little bit of a freak out and was like, wait, now I'm an hourly employee without a 401k or health insurance. And, you know, how am I going to do this? So, um, but I did it. You know, we hustle and we save and we, sell cars sometimes if we need to (laughs) um you know and we make it lean and make it work and then things happen so um I'm really excited I mean knock on wood I'm like I'm so thankful for my clients I've I've had some pretty um, amazing people that I've been able to work with I, I have contracts with studios so I get people ready for movie roles now it's oh fantastic that's fun yeah. So, um, I got the guys ready for X-Men this year, um, which is, yeah. Get them in a leather suit. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best job ever. Yeah. Um,
0: so you have to be there at the fittings just to make sure they fit. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I hear from, I hear from, um, uh, their agents if they don't.
0: No, but, I really think that you should definitely need to be there to make sure that this is happening properly. I know. It's
1: probably a good, maybe you should come into town. And I think me. they might need my help
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's funny, but, and then I've had a lot of like women who are pregnant or just had a baby. Molly Sims um, had her third child. Jessica Alba's pregnant. So it's been, it's like, you know, beautiful times for in, in these women's life and um, really fun to support them and make sure that they're nourishing themselves the right way. So
0: Mm. this is, I love listening to these stories because it's like, so often if you hadn't have found that strength to kind of pursue what you wanted you would not be here and having all these opportunities and like there's there's so many people that I know that just have such visions and dreams and like loves and wants but that fear of You know taking the plunge i was just at dinner with some friends yesterday some people visiting from england and the guy works in a bank um and he in in london and he was talking about i said well what what is it that you're really interested in he said golfing but there's not really much money unless you're like a top golfer and i was like "Well, have you thought of starting a business or something and he just went oh you know i just don't really know that i can do that and it's like that that kind of nervousness that energy and i'm like of course you can like you can Like, like i don't know i feel like some people who have corporate jobs Probably work harder than me sometimes do you know what I mean it's like I'm doing it it all I'm doing it for myself um but when you are in a stressful job working for someone else that's kind of harder than doing your own thing and you're totally capable of it but I think the great way that that you did it was just to slowly incorporate it into your schedule because for me that's massively important if you and that was a struggle with acting if you don't have um if you don't have your basis covered, if you if you can't pay your rent, if you can't do those things, then you it's, it's really hard to do anything because you're just stressed the whole time. So, right. you know, it's great that you, you had your job, you had your work, and then you could start to build this on the side. And then when it was enough, then you, you take that plunge. So right, really fascinating. Um, I definitely had a soft landing. A soft landing. Yeah. I think
1: that people – and I get a lot of people that will tell me or email me, I'm so inspired by you and, like, the business that you've created in such a short amount of time. And I, I kind of laugh because I'm like, it's actually been – like five years plus a year of school, six years in the making. I didn't just like pop out of nowhere. It's just a little bit of a tipping point with the book and the press and everything like that. But I also think it's really important too, is I didn't have the pressure on my clients to be like, to pay my rent. I was able to do it for free. And then yeah. my corporate job was able to pay for my website. It was able to, you know, get my my insurance for working with clients privately and right. business cards and the things that you have to pay for like an LLC. And you're like, "Wait, right. I'm not making the money to do this. How would I be able to afford that?" So, I definitely suggest when people want to make a career change, to give themselves a soft landing. And I know it can be really stressful when you don't love your job. Um, but my, my suggestion would be like, even if you don't like say you hate your corporate job and your corporate job has 14 hours a day or 16 hours a day and there's no side time. Fine. What else do you love? Like, do you love yoga? Could you work at a yoga studio to mm-hmm. fund a little bit of your own practice or whatever it is that you want to do? Because we think about it your clients can feel that pressure I think Mm, and I never had to be like I never had to have clients sign up for multiple sessions I earn their business every single time that's really important to me to this Mm. day Mm. so I work with them for an hour or an hour and a half and then I say you know here's a link if you'd like to book me again I'd love to work with you again let me know Mm. Um, these are this is kind of what keeps people accountable or you know, holds people accountable if you'd like to continue. Uh, But I really like to earn it. That's how I know that I'm doing a good job. Um,
0: So that's just kind of my personal MO. But yeah, Yeah, great advice. Um, So now tell me about Body Love, the new book. It's a fantastic title and I would love you to share something about it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, Honestly, it makes me really sad when people lose, you know, weeks, months, years of their life because they're unhappy with their figure um, and they're constantly reaching for the next best diet or the next quick fix or, um, you know, cleanse. I feel like that feels a little bit like a pendulum ball because they end up cleansing for a certain amount of time and they, and then they binge themselves back into this, mm-hmm. this, you know, whatever it is, maybe you're juice cleansing a week before a bachelorette and then you're in Mexico eating chips and guac and drinking all the margaritas. And what people are are feeling like is that this will help me find balance. Well, yeah, it might balance you back from that binge, but like balance is really just like a, a small movement off the midline. Like, you had a glass of wine with friends one night. You book a yoga class the next morning, and your the the idea of constantly adding to your life is really important. But I meet with people that want it to be perfect, like they want their ball to stop, like just stand still. Everything's perfect. Everything's in line. I go to my workout. I eat this way. I you know get all my work done. I'm not stressed out. I meditate. And even just thinking about that type of structure, it's awesome. But it's also a little bit stressful. Ooh. And they need to have that fluidity of saying it's okay to have a glass of wine what can you do to add positivity to your life always looking to just little bounces off the midline is that balance and so the book is teaching you to find that balance by understanding blood sugar and understanding on a biological level what that looks like for example if someone were to go out to dinner and they were um gonna have like pizza and pasta and wine and and they're the kind of person that says like, okay, I was good all week and it's Friday night, so now I'm just going to blow it out. I like to explain on a biological level, that's all breaking down to blood sugar. And so, you know, pizza goes up, pasta takes your blood sugar further, wine a little further, dessert a little higher, and then you're going to come crashing back down. And the biological rebound to that is that you're going to crave more carbohydrates and sugar. You're, you might be full of insulin, a little bit hangry. And, and if this is a brunch situation... You're not going to want to work out after that. You're going to want to Netflix and chill, and, and that's not going to make you feel so great about yourself. So just understanding how on a biological level to balance your blood sugar and, and really elongate your blood sugar curve so it's more like a rippling river instead of high spikes and hard crashes because it's Ooh. a lot easier to make healthy choices when you, on a biological level, feel balanced. So instead of thinking about what, oh, I can't have carbohydrates, because you can, absolutely, but I always teach people to put like four things on their plate first, mm-hmm. um, and that's mm-hmm. protein, fat, fiber, and greens. And mm-hmm. those four things, um, they actually turn off eight hunger hormones in the body. So if you were just to grab a green juice or a latte or like a granola bar, you're really not turning off all eight. So you're going to have that that background noise of like, hey, what, what are we going to have for snack? Or, you mm-hmm. know, it's not that feeling of feeling the calm and the, and the fullness that you would feel from eating the foods that turn off your hunger. And not only that, but those foods together, like fat will slow the digestion of that meal. So it lasts longer till lunch and fiber stretches your stomach, calms those hunger hormones and also does the same thing. It lasts a little bit longer till lunch. So we have this elongation instead of like non-fat latte which is mostly sugar spike crash but when we're thinking about when we're thinking it from a place of dieting or restriction we think calories and unfortunately calories don't really tell you how you're going to feel throughout the day blood sugar does and all the diseases that are plaguing us around the world from insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, um, you know, prediabetes, diabetes, heart disease, hypertension—they're all starting from a place of imbalanced blood sugar. I mean, mm-hmm. even the PCOS and Alzheimer's are now strongly mm. correlated to blood sugar imbalance. So, what I love is the science. What other people might not love is the science. So, I try to make it easy in the book for them to understand. <clears throat> stories. Um, what does it look like to find balance throughout your meals? And it wouldn't be deprivation. It wouldn't be holding the dressing on your salad. It would be looking at that salad and going, okay, I have like a bunch of cucumbers and leafy greens, and there's your like fiber and greens, and I've added maybe some salmon or chicken to that, and I've added some avocado, so I have the protein and the healthy fats. But if you're holding the avocado and holding the dressing that might salad might last you only 90 minutes. And then again, you're thinking about food again. So you're, you know, looking, and it really is taking that burden off people so that they can feel calm and relaxed and make those healthy decisions when it comes to meal time of how to add and, nourish and then allow them to free up all this time to do what they're meant to do in this world which you know Mm -hmm. might be giving back might be um being passionate about golf and starting a golf company it's Mm -hmm. just amazing how much time people spend caring about having their body be perfect Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um caring about um or obsessing about the food that they're eating and researching it um I definitely think there's a way there are ways to be really healthy, but I think it becomes unhealthy when we obsess. And I think Mm. when you start to nourish and think about nourishing and not thinking about calories or specific macros that your trainer gave you or any of that, um, and just think about adding and, and enriching, we can really get to this place where you feel really good about adding a yoga class to your life. Maybe adding some healthy MCT oil to your smoothie or, Mm some greens to your smoothie, then all of a sudden we're nourishing and we're not. So you don't care as much about the scale when you're taking care of yourself.
0: Yeah, that's a fascinating point. It's funny because there's like a long time ago when I was younger, I was, I was very burdened by the pressures of this is how you have to be and like funny with food. And luckily I've let go of that. But I, it's just thinking about it. There are so many people out there that it's just an obsession how they feel about themselves and, and judging This is kind of like a a statement and a question really to you. Um, I I feel like we've got an idea of what, you know, attractive is and what we should be, right? Which is like slim models, whatever, toned, athletic, whatever. Um, And then, and I don't think that's fair to make everybody think that they have to conform into that. Um, But then, so then you've got people, I don't really know what the point I'm trying to make is. (laughs) You've got people that are, are normal shapes and sizes, I guess. And so it's not about, so you get you get fat shaming, right? And people that give you, give people a hard time for not being perfect and not being this size. But then, if somebody is unhealthy, um, that we're not say so, that's not something to aspire to be either. If if it's not healthy, if you're not n- nourishing your body, if you're putting all this stress on there, so it's like, what is the way that what's the? I don't even know what the point I'm trying to make is. Um, what am I trying to say? Yeah, like. Wh- I don't even know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, I, if I if I kind of am trying to understand what you might be saying. Um, look, there's so many different shapes and sizes. Mm. There are so many different shapes and sizes and we all have different frames and structures. Mm. Like I have I have wider hips than the majority of my actress clients that are put on TV and yes, they're, you know, they are required to be you know, 120% of perfect, you know, like they, they have all of these um, pressures and stress stressors to look and be the best. And, you know, what's really empowering to me is when you start to see actors and actresses embrace their figure and they still look healthy and you know that they look fit and they're taking care of themselves. I was really impressed with, um, you know, not every line, but there were some athletic, figures in fashion week this this um last year that i saw like awesome muscles shoulder muscles and like biceps in what used to be a really waifed um skeletal type of a look walking a Mm -hmm. runway so i think we're moving that direction um i really do think it's important and there's a lot of body love uh you know, advocates out there and women who are all about like embracing your frame. And for me, when I sit down with a client, one of the questions that I ask them is like, what are their goals? And if they have body composition goals and they give me a number or they give me a gene size, one of my, you know, the questions that I ask is when is, when was the last time you were there? Because if we're holding on to a number that we were in high school or junior high Mm -hmm. and we were the same height then, you know, it's like, you have estrogen and progesterone in your body you have like you have female hormones that have come in since then that are making you curvy that are giving you that, that sex appeal and, um, and that is sexy like you, you have to hold on to that and understand like are my goals realistic because here 's the deal. I will be straight with a client and i it's only disservicing them if I commit to saying like, yeah, we can meet your goals mm. if I don't think that we can. And, I, and, and then it's a bigger conversation around like, why are we holding on to this number? It's just a number. And what can we do to bring you to a place of understanding what fit feels like and what for your frame? And mm. I mean, even just in my process of working with clients, I'm more in love with my figure and my frame now than I was in college or in high school. And I'm 12 pounds heavier than I was in college and high school. But this is the size that when I eat clean and when I eat healthy, this is my frame and this is my figure. And it's so much better when you're living life from a place of body love. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So so it's really just like resetting the – you know, it's good to want to be your best. Don't get me wrong, you know, and, but I think it's really one thing to know what is your fit range and maybe what is your, for you, what is your like chunkier range and can we get you to your fit range and do you stay there naturally once you're eating clean? Yeah. yeah. Without the rules and the strict structure, it's really just light structure and fluidity.
0: Yeah. Well, your book sounds fascinating and I definitely would encourage everybody to check out the Be Well. Um, Is it a, a Facebook page and website that you have?
1: Yeah, so the website is bewellbykelly.com. Um, my book is called Body Love Live in Balance, Weigh What You Want, and Free Yourself from Food Drama Forever. Yes. <laughs> over the food drama. So over it
0: yeah so. um well yeah i'll definitely be putting a link to all of that very cool stuff um just quickly i don't know if anybody has any questions for kelly sometimes people get a little bit shy on these live streams sometimes they're all about commenting and sometimes they don't so any any questions and one of the things that i wanted to ask is I, I keep i feel like even if i sleep eight hours i'm very tired mm-hmm. like, and I don't know if that's a food thing. Um, I probably have about two meals a day. I don't eat a lot. I have smoothies and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to not end up uh, drinking lots of coffee. So, sure. I was If there's any recommendations on get, feeling more energized.
1: Absolutely. So a lot of times the energy that we have, like right when we wake up feeling like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, has to do with the cortisol, cortisol spike that happens in the morning. So a lot of people talk about cortisol like it's this really bad hormone. It's a really good hormone when it's – basically following the correct curve throughout the day and you're spiking when you should be spiking and it's not chronically elevated. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is a stress hormone. So if you're stressing out a lot um, or drinking a lot of caffeine and go, 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 and then trying to turn it down at night, I would say that you might have elevated cortisol. And for that, if you had elevated cortisol, you might not be getting that really strong rush of cortisol in the morning that makes you wake up like you don't need coffee. Mm so what we would call that, that's a circadian mismatch because cortisol and melatonin are on a cycle together. So as cortisol calms down in the evening and you don't have as much in, you know, there, it's really spiking in the morning, then melatonin starts to happen. Melatonin is um, the sleep hormone. It's an antioxidant hormone. It washes your cells. You feel tired, you go to bed, and then you wake up with this surge of cortisol. So one of the things that you might want to do is, check out adaptogens. So rhodiola or ashwagandha are great options. They're powders. You can put them in your smoothie or you can make a tonic at night. So these are Chinese herbs that are now kind of available on the mainstream. And they also come in pill form. So they're not synthetic. It's not a chemical. It's an an herb. Um, And what you would do is you take a few of those and they plummet the production of cortisol. So you would take it before bed so that you plummet cortisol and your body releases more melatonin. And then that way in the morning, because you've suppressed cortisol all night, you have more of an exaggerated spike where you'd wake up a little
0: bit more alert. That sounds very cool. I'll definitely try that. Say the names one more time of those herbs. So rhodiola, rhodiola. Mm-hmm.
1: R-H, yep, and ashwagandha. Um, a couple of companies that have these powders would be Sun Potion or Moon Juice. Mm. Um, Gaia Herbs also does it in pill form. G-A-I-A, I think. Oh, mm. um, is that on the, the Facebook page that have, like, videos and stuff? Um, yeah, it's a food company, and I think they do oh. do a lot of content, video content. Mm,
0: mm, cool. Yeah. yeah so. Wonderful. I would give is- that a try. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: The other thing is, like, try not to be on your computer and your phone super late at night. Orange, those orange blocking glasses help your body produce more melatonin, and that will really help with cortisol mismatch or, you know, circadian mismatch.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, I know that that's a thing, like not being on the devices like an hour or two hours before bed. Um, getting better at working That I have the thing that like dims the screen, but it, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily stop me working for hours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely going to try those, those herbs. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. Kelly, this has been fantastic. So lovely talking to you and thank you for sharing everything. It's awesome.
1: Pleasure to meet you too. I love everything that you're doing. It's really special that you're sharing so much positivity with the world.
0: Thank you. And I definitely would like to be sharing more of your stuff. So do you do videos as well? Or is it more just articles?
1: Um, I, I write a lot of articles. I'm actually, um, I st- I'm starting my Facebook video, like a Facebook video page. Um, mm. So it'll be like stocking the
0: fridge, but I'm always open to do videos if you want to. Yeah. Well, no, we'd love to share them on uplifting content when you do, because you're great at speaking about all this stuff. So it'd be good to share them. Okay, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with me, Ione Butler. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review so that more people can find it. And to make sure you never miss a beat, subscribe to our weekly dose of uplifting content, which is an email from me about the best of uplifting content from that week, be it giveaways, videos, interviews, all the good stuff. And as a bonus, when you subscribe, you'll get a hundred of our inspirational memes to share on your social media. The sign-up link is in the show notes. See you next time.